You're listening to the Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass. Greetings, movie fans. You're all very welcome to the Big Review Seat with Omniplex Cinemas and my Omnipass. My name is Owen Doherty, and today, this week's episode is brought to you by the letter J. I'm just specially delighted to be <laughs> welcomed and joined by the very jolly Justine Stafford. Hello, Justine. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, the always jubilant Mr. Paul Moore. I am full of joy at the moment from yeah, that Yeah, you certainly mm-hmm. are. And the man that just can't stop judging people, <laughs> it's Rory Cashin. Okay. That's pretty Sorry. accurate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that works. Jillo, everybody. How are you? I've never was, pr- had so many people turn it off now. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it's yeah. more th- like we've got two big reviews this week. It's Joker and Judy. Oh. My name starts with a J. And so your name I'm, starts with a J. So it's the triple J. I'm on board right there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was it, really. And That's we've all another, I got. We've another big J. Yeah, the we're having a big look at the Jurassic World. Oh, oh, of yeah. course, so many Jays in just we show. Um, yeah. That's going to get so annoying. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Stop it. No more if jokes. You, it's going to come back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with this and tell us your favourite words beginning with J as well, <laughs> is uh, it Sesame Street you, now? You can, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you can tweet us at Biggerviewski or you can get in touch on other Joe social platforms Joe. on Instagram. Ah. Joe, there it is again. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, Facebook, wherever, wherever you're doing that stuff, just, just get in touch with us. And don't forget to. Subscribe. Subscribe, yes, I'm please. I'm so happy Thank you were. <laughs> he was no, going no. to say, subscribe. subscribe. I, know, I, like, I was like, I'm not it. having that. I have it in my so, head now. Everything is just like, put the J in place. Yeah. Silent yeah. J. Um, so we have, uh, yeah, now it's time for this week's big question. And last week we had J-Lo. Again, trying on the thing. But this week it's all about the Japanese because uh, at the weekend there, unfortunately, it was a weird mixture of a weekend because Japan basically... Uh, stunned the world of rugby whenever they beat Ireland in the Rugby World Cup. Um, we're going to go live now to our Rugby World Cup correspondent, Mr. Roy Cashin, <laughs> who's got the full report. What's going on? He's still in that big jam. Yeah. Japan won. J- yeah. They did. And Ireland were not happy about it. Yeah. And well, it's like how we say goals win games, and they didn't get enough goals. Well, there aren't really any well, goals in goals and that's why they didn't win. Yeah, yeah. It's a fair point. Personal they didn't get goals, any fair points yeah, either. Yeah. Personal goals, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I just feel if they played together, they would all yeah. do Too so much Too many individuals on the, yeah. on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. What's all this show? about? Yeah. Teamwork. Well, somewhere Baz and Andrew on Yeah, You guys really talk the talk. So, yeah, it was that weird thing where the longer the game went on, everyone kind of... I don't think they're going to come back and win this. This is easy because... Mm. (laughs) But uh, obviously that's not what happened. But the strange thing was that so many people, even in Ireland, were like rooting, started rooting for the Japanese as Uh. well. No, even Mm. Andrew Andrew Trimble... I would not be one of them. No, no, but he was was saying himself, he was like, you were like, oh, come on. (laughs) The Japanese can actually do this because... It was actually a wonderful sporting underdog. Screw moment. that! I want to yeah. win. Yeah, <laughs> but you're hardcore and competitive and really ruthless. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's so that makes sense. I think if the, if they'd beaten uh, not Ireland, you'd be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Good but for that's you. but that's what was so yeah. strange because normally 
we're the ones who are being the underdogs and getting mm. in there and getting Ireland, like the rumor. Yeah. In rugby. Not necessarily in rugby, but just on the world stage for stuff as well. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, uh, but in this particular scenario, it was weird to be on the receiving yeah. end of the overdog. <clears throat> what were we, the overdogs? I don't know what it's it is. The big dogs. The Why big don't we dogs? just we focus it on to cinema? <laughs> Basically. So for this week's big question, inspired by the Japanese victory over Ireland, I wanted to know Yay. what are <laughs> the favourite, uh, everyone's favourite sporting underdog movies because there are gazillions mm-hmm. of them out there. Um, so a huge amount. Oh, Justine. Yeah. You know, I know one of your favourite things to do is to not, not completely. Which dog did you actually pick? <laughs> Does the underdog die? Dot com. Is it Airbud? <laughs> the ultimate underdog? Uh, surprisingly, I didn't do that this week for Okay, once. well, I'm, I'm looking forward to okay. it, but since yeah. it sounds. Well, as a, as, a, as a working example, the answer that I went for the film, I was torn between two. Uh, as but always. Then, but then I opted for a third and then went back to. And I'm going to name all four. I'm going to name all of them. Uh, No, the one that I went for was from 1994. And it was... What was... Cool Runnings! I was going to pick that! I'm so glad I didn't know. Because it would have been like... It felt like a wee bit of a predictable one. Mm. But then at the same time, I was like... You have it's to have it. Yeah. Film. It has to be in Between all four of us, if none of, none of us mentioned Kill Runnings, I would be disappointed. Absolutely. We should, we should set up a big review ski bobsleigh team. We should. Well, we've, we've as we many... Really we've, we've as really should. We've as much access to... as much access to bobsledding here as there is in yeah. the Caribbean, so <laughs> why not? Yeah, yeah. so obviously uh, the story of the Jamaican national bobsleigh team. True story. Sorry, the word, True story, yeah. yeah. The letter J is just coming up too frequently. It's again, like, what? <laughs> I jumped it. I it. No, that doesn't work. Oof. Anyway, uh, so yeah... Um, I think this was, from reading up on it there, it's John Candy's last film uh, Candy. that uh, that was released. <laughs> every J now, I'm like, oh my God, it's oh everyone. God, it's like a conspiracy. <laughs> they like the Jimmy or like the Gettys. But it's, um, uh, and he's got, oh, he's actually got one of the best character names because I, I forgot his character name. He's called Irv Blitzer. Beautiful. Which is that's a fantastic name. That's a strong name. name. Yeah. A really Irv strong Blitzer name. Blitzer is a porn name. <laughs> as well? It like, has to be. For sure. Almost, oh, as, go- almost as good as Irv Blitzer. Irv. Like, yeah. Almost as good as Yule Brenner in the film as well. Yeah, so yeah. one of the four guys is called uh, Yule Brenner. That's him uh, at the back there as well. So the three other guys, you have uh, Derry, Sanka and Junior. And the four of them come together. Uh, as you said, Paul, Like it's based on this true story of the Jamaican mm-hmm. National Bobsleigh team, um, where they were kind of the laughing stock because... They didn't have any of the resources, and the film uh, kind of plays on that as well. And if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, they don't win gold at the Olympics, um, but it does have they one win of the respect. best. They win, mm. yeah, the hearts and minds of everybody who's there, including, uh, and this is how you know it's kind of, uh, <laughs> it's like pre the Berlin Wall coming down. <laughs> it's when the bad guys just, they, they're not just Germans in the films, they're East Germans. Oh. Do you know what I mean? They're really, really nasty guys in it. But they, um, uh, whenever they have that slow clap at the end, one of the best slow claps the ever. The father's there in the line. I know. Julian's father. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, but the moment that I picked out from it is uh, whenever Junior, uh, or sorry, Yule is giving Junior this particular motivational speech uh, in the mirror. And I'm not even going to attempt to do it. I'm I think that's safer. It's safer <laughs> if I don't. But whenever he's, do you know what? We'll just let we'll, them, will we let them do it or will I do it? I've got it written down. For the down. sake of... Bleeping. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is the motivational speech from Cool Runnings. 
Now look in the mirror and tell me what you see. I see Junior. You see Junior. Well, you want to know what I see? I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who don't take no crap of nobody. You really see all that? Yeah, man. But it's not about what I see. It's about what you see. Now look in this mirror and tell me again what you see. <clears throat> well, I see... Pride! Pride! Right. Power! Power! And I see... A badass mother who, who don't take, take no, no crap off of nobody! Again! I see pride! Can I hear you? I see power! I see a badass mother who won't take no crap off of nobody. Once again! I see pride! Junior! I see power! I see a badass mother who won't take no crap off of nobody! That's right! Right! Junior Bevel! Everyone feeling suitably pumped and that, motivated? Yeah. That is a perfect Sunday film. If yeah. it's on, you it just is. don't turn it off. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, it's super. Do you want to know the other one I was going to go for? No, because one of you might have picked it. Showgirls, we know. Showgirls, Tell Showgirls. Us at yeah. The yeah. End. Real underdog movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> go get him, Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, no, Rory, what did you go for then? Goon. Good show. Ah. Sean William Scott. Sean William mm. Scott. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, I can't. I can't really remember if his team is an underdog team or not, but I feel like he is. Uh, an, he's underdog an underdog person human. because he he's more like he's a really kind of he's like an adorable puppy of a man but he can also like knock your teeth out with a single punch so he doesn't want to fight but it turns out that's like the best thing he's he's, he's so good at it he's he's good at and he's like he, when, when he gets into fights in the field and stuff everyone's like wailing on him and he has to look over at his manager and his manager's <laughs> like fight back and then he <laughs> does and then gets in trouble but uh, yeah it's really really Funny, really, really funny film. It's really underrated. Now one, mm. the film itself is an underdog. Yeah. Uh, double meaning, double meaning. Oh, my head. Uh, yeah, so he was great in it. I think he himself is actually kind of underrated because he was in... Um, Definitely, yeah. yeah. What was it? Welcome to the Jungle. He was really good in. Uh, and even though the film was terrible, uh, Southland Tales, he was really good in. Uh, so yeah, like so, I would like I would like a little Shaw William Scott revival. I'd be on board for that. He said, he said he'd go back to play Stifler again. He said that what's, he, what's he doing? He said, like, where I, is he? What's he at? I think I think he's doing some like not good serial killer <laughs> like Aww. American DP show thing. Okay, I think he's it, probably great in it as well. Because yeah. the thing he's that I love about Gunn is that he. He's, yes, he's playing it for last, but he's playing a straight character. Like, you know, mm. it's, it's like a dramatic performance it from Remind me of, uh, did you ever see Paul Newman's Slapshot, the old hockey film? It's kind no, of on that, that's similar really good, kind of on that similar bum bum vibe, but yeah. like still just like completely dead dead level and straight. And yeah. he still uh, is responsible for one of the greatest cameos of all time in old school. When yes. he's the animal handler oh, yeah. the at, at, at the birthday yeah. party. And whenever Will Ferrell shoots himself in the neck. That's a tranquilizer. In the jugular. <laughs> yes. It's incredibly funny. But yeah, so uh, that's not the clip we have here. We no, do have. No, no, uh, Yeah, so this is, the, this is just one of the many fights that he gets himself into. Uh, I think we had to bleep it a bit. And not because of Sean. Because the other guy, Sean's, oh, Sean's real placid about it. He doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want to fight, you guys. But Such a nice he guy. Gets, gets drawn into it. And I think, who was his mate in this? Jay Bar- Baruchel. Oh, yeah. Mm. I think he, did he direct it as well? Oh, I think so. Holy moly. Or, or wrote it. He definitely did something else. But like, yeah, real, real underdog movie. Uh, highly recommended if you've never seen it. But stay away from the sequel. It's terrible. Go, 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 skate. Go, glass, go, deviate. Exactly like I said. 
while everybody was enjoying that brilliant clip from mm. from Goon, you're right. The way he keeps looking over at the managers, like, no, can, can I? Will I go and fight no, this? Okay. No, okay, I'll just wait. Uh, we were all being treated to a beautiful mm -hmm. rendition of Justine's take on <laughs> the Venga Boys. Yeah, with a little what I call freestyle, where mm. I incorporate the word goon instead of boom. Yeah, so. It was, uh, I mean. It didn't start with a J, so I'm happy no, about that. You're welcome. There's bound to be somebody out there called the Jenga boys, who are just really good oh at Jenga. Oh my God, they're if like there phenomenal. isn't, they're missing out. So we're setting up the Jenga, Jenga boys. boys. And pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if I keep pretty much saying every other word beginning with J, I'm a bound to stumble across I'm a one. I'm, I'm, I'm a bound to stumble across. You're embracing across that killer running speech oh, there, right? Can't, can't talk today. Uh, Justine, what did you go for? So um, I went for a 1996 film. Ooh. Okay. Was it my other? No, the other See, one. See, that's it. When you no. pick Killer Runnings, I'm kind of thinking, was he potentially going to pick the one I picked then? Um, well, I went for film and much like uh, last week whereby I saw Hustlers and then I took up pole dancing. When I saw this film, I took up basketball. Okay. It was Air Bud. I was thinking Air Bud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, the film I went for was Space Jam. Oh. <laughs> Space Jam. Jam. <laughs> you guys, so... Uh, Michael Jordan. I actually can't. This is too I much. Hate, I hate that I said <laughs> no, this show was brought everybody <laughs> by the letter J. <laughs> Sesame Street is so annoying. It's really irritating. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, like, this is one of the first films I just remember I always think back to seeing like Did as a kid <laughs> no he's come to one film and he fell asleep and we never brought him <laughs> again he's, he's still, still in there. the yeah <laughs> and uh, are pretty they are um, but I just loved this film so much whereby Michael Jordan just announces his retirement and then these gang of bad aliens come and they're going to uh, basically hold the Looney Tunes captive and they enlist like as you do to be like okay look why don't we have a basketball match and whoever wins, we can either go free or you can have us. Which is how we settle all. Yeah. Yeah. All big life decisions, really. Yeah, it's a good way to do it. So they're like, okay, well, we kind of need Michael Jordan if we stand a chance here. Sure. So, I mean, he just retired. So what an inconvenience. So they, they kidnap him. So And Bill Murray for yeah. some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's Bill Murray. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I just love this film. And I, anytime I think of it, I just always think of that scene where the arm just extends out. And that was the clip I was going to use. And uh, the link was really bad quality on YouTube. So... Went so for we'll a picture and we'll, use your imagination. We'll reenact it, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Okay. There you go. That was really good. Yeah. I remember like fancying the, the cartoons in this. Like Taz, the Tasmanian Devil. I really fancied. Wasn't the Tasmanian Devil one of yeah. favorite? Wasn't yeah. Lola Bunny in this? Yeah. She, was she? Yeah, Pretty she hot. was. Yeah. Like, as, like there's, there's, there's Jessica Rabbit. Mm -hmm. The caramel bunny. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's a whole Lola bunny. Sub genre. Got a tear. Oh. And then, and then, every, and then every character in the Robin Hood animated. <laughs> I think Herb Blitzer was in some of those films as well. Um, there's an amazing definitely bit. In something. Yeah. There's an amazing bit in. Is it Wayne's World? Whenever Garth's saying to Wayne, he's like, hey, did you ever. Like, we have really attracted to Bugs Bunny when she oh dressed up. Oh my god, yeah. He's like, no. Yeah, me neither. No, me neither. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Lola Bunny, yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. She's definitely in it. <laughs> yeah. And I remember then I would only buy the Tasmanian chocolate bars instead of the Freddo bars and everything. I was like, no, I just want Taz. I, and you I, were in love with them. Yeah, and I have so many t shirts as a kid. Him. 
I did. Uh, okay. <laughs> in chocolate form. <laughs> okay. um, I was a kid, come on. And uh, okay. <laughs> all of my t-shirts were like, I'd pajamas, Tasmanian devil. Holy moly. Yeah. All from. Well, I guess that's enough for that. <laughs> Taz wants nothing to do with me. He's like, We're shutting no, the show down. The people behind the show are like, This is getting too erotic. No, no. to take this <laughs> too much. So, yeah, that was my answer. Great like, answer. Yeah. Definitely. Solid. Um, and sequ- is it sequel or remake? Sequel. Sequel, sequel yeah. Cheekers. All right. Yeah. Sequel, boys. Yeah, when, uh, comes, when it comes sequel. to Space Jam, you have to be right, all right? Um, you have so to be accurate. Who have we got in that one? We've got uh, LeBron James. And um, hopefully Lola Bunny and Tasmanian Devil mm-hmm. as well. Produced by Ryan Coogler, Black Panther. Black Panther. Um, so that's some good people involved there. Happy days. Oh. So looking forward to that. Yes. Hopefully. Um, okay. Last but not least, Paul. What sporting underdog movie did you go for? I went for... It can't be a Bose story. Oh, it's not. <laughs> Although I am wearing the glass. You are in the black and red. I went for what I deem as a perfect entertainment square in that it's a great film, great TV show, great book, and a great soundtrack to oh, the wow. film. Oh, wow. Showgirls fr- isn't a book. <laughs> you might, a pop-up I've got book. a pop-up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy it. <laughs> put it away, put it it's away. sticky. Which is... Oh, my God. <laughs> Friday Night Lights, which ah, the book yeah. by Buzz Bisinger is amazing. What's the his name? Buzz Bisinger. <laughs> He's one of Herb Blitzer's friends. <laughs> That's a porn name. Um, the film which Peter Berg made is great. The TV show is somehow even better than the film. And the soundtrack, which is mostly done by Explosions in the Sky and a few oh, others, wow. is fantastic as well. Um, so something, something to admit. I haven't seen the film or the TV <sighs> series. I've seen the film. The seen, film yeah. is good. Mm. So which came first? The, the book. book first, the book. Thanks, guys. then the movie, then the TV show. Well, the the songs are all yeah. based <laughs> inspired. Yeah. Um, Explosions in the sky. But it's uh, it's not really about, it, obviously American football is the main theme, of it, but it's not really predominantly concerned about it. It's about what it's like living in those kind of goldfish Texas towns when football is like a religion and what it does to like young kids who are only teenagers and they're like elevated to this godlike status and the pre- insane pressure is on them. Um it's really dramatic in a sense that like there's kids who live for football. Uh, some of them get injured. Some of them have these incredibly high, um, you know, levels they have to reach. One of them's a father who's like a legend, and he hates his son because he's not a good footballer, which is intense stuff. And it's like drilled in them from an early age that you know winning is everything. Winning is everything. But it's kind of like there's a great speech in it from Billy Bob Thornton when they're in a in a match, and it's like, well, the difference between winning and losing isn't so much what there was a scoreboard it's how the world perceives you and how you perceive yourself but it's just a really really good drama and I know Rory you're a big sporting fan did you even like the film even I did yeah? I yeah. sure did we go yeah. live to sports correspondent yeah Rory no it really is good mm. it's no Space Jam <laughs> <laughs> it's no Space Jam <laughs> I related more to Space Jam there's not a lot of Lola Bunny in Friday Night Lights mm. there one, isn't yeah. a TV show Lola <laughs> Bunny somehow is parachuted in there <laughs> but um, uh, yeah Friday Night Lights this speech with Coach Gary Gaines uh, speaking to the Permian Panthers in the Texas State Final as they come to terms with a hard first half. To me, being perfect is not about that scoreboard out there. It's not about winning. It's about you and your relationship to yourself and your family and your friends. Being perfect is about being able to look your friends in the eye and know that you didn't let them down because you told them the truth. And that truth is is that you did everything that you could. There wasn't one more thing that you could have done. 
can you live in that moment as best you can with clear eyes and love in your heart? With joy in your heart? If you can do that, gentlemen, then you're perfect. I want you to take a moment and I want you to look each other in the eyes. I love those halftime mm. speeches. Mm. We do that too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What everybody day. doesn't know, there's always just a wee break. Yeah. And uh, whose turn is it actually for this week's motivational speech? Um, I think it's yours, Justine. Yeah. Jay Week. Jay, it's Jay yeah. Week. Yeah. Of course, yeah, <laughs> always. Uh, so before we get to that, uh, thanks for your one. Paul. Um, and yeah, if you want to let us know what your favourite sporting underdog uh, movies or movie moments are. So what do we have? Space Jam, Cool Runnings, Goon, and Friday, Friday Night, Night Lights. Lights. You can tell us now. Yes, it was Mighty Ducks. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 Mine Mighty was Ducks. almost Moneyball. That's a good ah, one. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Uh, that's an interesting uh, one. All right, yeah. All right. Okay, cool. <laughs> Moving swiftly onwards. Now it's time for the big trailer on the big review ski. And Roy, for this week, you've also got something that's slightly different, slightly interesting. A little bit of a change. A little bit of a change from the norm. So it's not a trailer trailer. Okay. It's a... But you didn't understand the question, the feature? It, it was, yeah. Just pick a trailer. That's all you had to do. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I figured that like it deserved a bit of attention, and that considering it's not a trailer, there's no like easy slot for it to fit in. So this is where this is where it's this going. Is where right. it's going. This go. is where it lives. Um, so we're still we're a year and a half more until Jurassic World three arrives. Uh, but they have with the original guy with the three originals. So you've got uh, Laura Sam, Dunn, Jeff Goldblum, Laura and Jeff. Yeah, yeah. and they oh, all look. Fantastic. Phenomenal. Mm. I don't know. They must be in their own little, like, thing that the mosquitoes are in. Thing. Thank you. Because yeah. they're maintaining well. Gotcha. And the scientist as well, who was in the original draft. Henry Will. Is the, is, the, is the bad guy in the new series <gasps> as well. That's right. He has an age eater. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, they all look great. Mm. Uh, yeah, so with that in mind, and I think, do you know what? We'll just we'll go, we'll, we'll go to the clip because okay. it's, it's Battle at Big Rock, which... Um, is an eight and a half, I think, minute long short that uh, takes place apparently one year after the events of Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And it is apparently the first like big interaction between humans and the now on the loose dinosaurs. <gasps> uh, have we all watched it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. We all put together, put aside eight and a half minutes to watch mm-hmm. this. Um, Just about. So yeah, there's, here's a little, obviously we can't stop the show dead for eight and a half minutes, just entire retelling of the, of, the, of the short but here's uh, the bit that I thought was the best bit Ranger said that we should just stay calm and wait for it to go away you heard what happened up north those were carnivores that's an herbivore now so does it how do you know because of the horns get your phone from me there's another one Something's wrong. What is it? A source. Definitely a convoy. 
Hey, kids, this is uh, this this is just nature sometimes. So that was the bit uh, where there's a very young child in huge amounts of peril, which I you love all for <laughs> you love all for it because uh, I like like I'm always saying kids need to be traumatized more. Then you're a horrible in human and being. By movies, uh, yeah. and it's just a bit with a. I'm assuming one or two year old is just like tied into a chair as the dinosaur is slowly <laughs> making its way towards him. It's an unbelievable shot. Oh, yeah. that because whole the sequence, whole... I was like, it is a bit like, oh, it's just a bit from The Lost World. Yeah. But with kids <laughs> about, to be, about to be eaten. It's great. Filmed in Ireland in the Paris court. So this is the thing, whenever... Uh, Not the shopping centre. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> whenever uh, Fallen Kingdom was released, um, we had Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt. No. Yes. And uh, Jeff Goldblum. But I think what Rory talked about was Rocketman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. right. So Bryce Dallas Hart was doing more press for Rocketman. Mm-hmm. And uh, you asked her specifically like, about some I'd, of the I'd heard that Jurassic World 3 was being filmed here and she said... No. So technically she she didn't lie. But if you watch it, she's really bad at lying. Yeah, Yeah. but she didn't really lie because this isn't Jurassic World 3, really. True. I think Rory said there was a film and said, no, I'm not going to say no. I'm not saying no. But I'm not saying yes or no. But I wasn't there. Mm. And she clearly wasn't because she's not in this. Um, But it looks brilliant in terms of, uh, as you said, film down in Powers Court. um, And it's supposed to be, I don't know, like the Californian forest or this family, American family out camping. Yeah, it's it's like 20 miles from the the big estate where uh, Fallen Kingdom took place, Mm. where they all like bolted out. Um, Yeah, and it's it's like the first big interaction between humans and, and dinosaurs in the wild and directed by Colin Trevorrow, who did the first Jurassic World but didn't do Fallen Kingdom. Uh, and yeah, I think it's I think it's really interesting because this is I've got I've got pros and cons here. This is like the Jurassic film I think we'd all been waiting to see for a while. It's like, oh they're they're mm. everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Dinosaurs are everywhere now. It's mm. it's taken six films, but they're everywhere now. So let's take our family camping. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's a safe. good idea. That's that's fine. But also how many from what I understand, there's only one of every every one of them because there was only one being sold. Yeah. And oh, at the time one, in the auction. Here's one T Rex. Here's one um, Velociraptor. Here's one of that weird new T Rex Velociraptor. Indomin- yeah. Indominus Rex. Yes. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. So how is their baby ones? How they've they only made one. Life finds a way. Life finds a way. This yeah. is the thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess. What's that from again? Who's <laughs> a bell? Mm. Um, what was the thing in the original Jurassic Park? Was it that they were all they used reptile, reptile genes oh, and reptiles? They, are oh, they were all female, yeah. but then some of them kind of yeah, reptile genes, but frog was, genes can re, reproduce. Yeah, they're yeah. asexual or something like that. But there was multiples of them, so they were able to mm. reproduce together. As yeah, but whereas in this one, there's like there's one of that. This is the only one of this in the world. But now they're running around and multiplying. Well, I guess we're going to find out. I mean, we? I'm excited to find yeah. out. But like, that's the other thing is that like at the end of this, if you've seen the, uh, oh, you wouldn't call them bloopers, but the, what, like the stuff that's yeah. during the credits where they're you like see little, them everywhere. Yeah. yeah, all that stuff. I was like, that's great. Yeah, mm. it's as you said, it's kind of it's the thing you've been waiting to see. Where instead of this convoluted kind of plot, it's mm. like no, it's it's the magic of these dinosaurs impacting on our everyday life and everybody just trying to figure out what the heck is going on here. I said, I said it when Fallen Kings out, did next, they should do the next one and just have the dinosaurs in running their muck and just tearing apart everything. But yeah. they won't make an 18 horror film, but ripping no. apart little kids, it'll like be great. But there was a lot to love about this. Like, yes. Even the way 
it sh- like it looks like effects wise, and again, like mm. kudos to all the Irish production team who worked on this because they use loads of local talent as well, and you can see that in the credits at the end. So a lot of animatronics, everybody. Yeah. yeah, but like, and he's making the third one, Trevorrow. He's coming mm. back to do the third one. Yeah, but even like the, the by the light of the campfire, like mm. everything just looks so threatening. Mm. Um, there's danger, and as you said, the bit with when the camper falls over. And the baby is still strapped in, and it's like it's proper peril. Yeah. Um, the big dinosaur attacking, like the baby, you're like, oh, okay, that's happening now. And, and hopefully, it's a cool way for people to market films as opposed to like trailers as a generic way. Yeah. Like a little mini film in between. That'd be a really cool idea to just keep franchises ticking yeah. over. Mm. Nice way to move the plot on. Like, I'd be well. happy for yeah. them not to have another Jurassic World trailer until it comes out now because that's, that does the trick, you know? Yeah. It sets it up nicely, but it does. I always remember, like, out of all five of them now, that my least, my singular least favourite part of all of them was when Jeff Goldblum's daughter, Gymnastic, kicks oh, yeah. a velociraptor out the window. <laughs> That's Do you remember right. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, it's not quite as bad as that, but when the little girl is, like, bow and oh, arrow, I, the, I, the, the T-Rex thing away, I was like, oh, it's very close to the gymnastic kick out the window. It, it, it has all the great stuff that I, I was like, oh, yes, that's why I love Jurassic Park. Yeah. But it also has one or two bits where you're like, right, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't dislike that as much. I thought that was a nice callback. Um, I thought it was going to be the neighbor who owns the bow and arrow. And I was like, okay, so humanity's coming together to protect mm. each other. Then we're like, no, bet, she, she, she's a perfect bow and arrowist. Bet, it's you, badass kid. bet you weren't even happy when Timmy got electrocuted on the fence. Bet you thought that was sad. <laughs> that was a great that moment. Was, yeah, no. The other one got sneezed on. Mm. I did enjoy Dinosaur Snot. I do enjoy a bit of that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So, Battle of Big Rock, you can check it out. It's the full. Uh, Eight and a half minute uh, short is up on Joe, so you can go and check that out there. And uh, so next year or year twenty twenty one June twenty twenty one. Okay, yeah. perfect. Uh, um, I'm 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 looking forward to it. Look, there's all the little bits. Yeah. She's being chased by those. another child mm. being chased by dinosaurs. What's not What's to like? <laughs> not to like. Um, okay, now uh, from one uh, J to another J, the first of our big reviews this week. Um, one of the most highly anticipated films of the year. Um, Rory, you've actually written your review up of this. It's up on the site. Um, I've managed to avoid it. As I said before, I don't read any of your work. Uh, <laughs> it's a life choice that I've made. The author doesn't listen while I'm talking. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Um, so uh, what I cover my ears, uh, would you like to do your review of Joker? Sure. Well, I'll do the, I'll do the little plot first. Uh, so it is Joaquin Phoenix uh, as Arthur Fleck. A. Fleck. Ben Affleck. Oh my goodness. Right? Stop. Laird. Wow. Hit lasagna. Oh. <laughs> uh, he is a, uh, he, he's a mentally un- unwell uh, man mm. who's suffering from a series of undiagnosed uh, issues. Um, and he has a part-time job as a clown that's like just hired for whatever, like sick kids or people's parties or store openings or whatever uh, and it's set in 1980s Gotham but it's, it's quite clearly New York uh, and he is uh, he's he, he's trying to do his best by his mother who is uh, who's kind of an old frail lady and she's totally obsessed with Thomas Wayne who you will know is uh, so, someone someone famous mm-hmm. as father yeah um, and he's also obsessed with uh, Robert De Niro's late night TV talk show host because uh, he sees himself as a comedian and he thinks he belongs on there with him. Uh, so he's all these like grand ideas about himself but 
because of his own personal afflictions, uh, he he has a tough time uh, making any of them come true. Plus, the combination of there's a weird kind of elitist war happening in Gotham, where uh, the rich are getting richer and more powerful, and the people who are poorer feel themselves being shoved further and further down uh, and the, the whole city is like a powder keg waiting to go off and all they need is one person to fight back and then everyone's going to fight back and uh, it does seem like Arthur Fleck is going to be the guy just to drop that match. Okay, let's take a little look at Arthur Fleck in action. This is Joker. Stop bothering my kid. Sorry. Arthur, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> this is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. This looks hilarious. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Jokes galore. <laughs> so we had the um, the first trailer, uh, possibly the second one as well, um, featured as our big trailer uh, a few months back on the Big Review Ski. One of the best trailers we've seen in a long, long time. But is this one of the best films you've seen? I think it's the best film I've seen this year so wow. far. Uh, Rory Hustler's cashing? What's going on here? No, it's, it's been a tough two weeks for me <laughs> coming, coming to terms with saying that out loud. But uh, I also never, ever, ever want to watch it again. Um, it reminded me in that way of Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, that yeah. was great. Yeah. <laughs> I've had enough. Yeah. Ever again. Yeah. Um, yeah, like after watching this, I felt like I needed a chemical shower mm-hmm. and just the world's longest hug. Oh, um, not at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Phoenix is is phenomenal, phenomenal in this. Um, just so so good. Um, just uh, like if he doesn't win the Oscar, it's it doesn't it just does not make any sense. Uh, really, like yeah, that? Like he's, it's just so like it's so good, and it's it's so weird because you're watching him, and there's scenes like where where he finally builds up the courage to do. Uh, to do a set at a comedy club and I wanted to tear my own skin off because I was like, this is the most uncomfortable <laughs> thing I've ever seen. And then, and then cause it, that's like almost a, not that it's an everyday occurrence, but it's, it's relatively humdrum compared yeah. to yeah. the directions that you know the film is going in. So then later on when things like go through the roof, like that's, that's the base level of, of the emotions you'll be yeah. feeling. And then later on when stuff starts to kick off, you're like, <gasps> ready to go now. <laughs> Um, but at, at the same time, like Todd Phillips, who people mostly know from The Hangover or Old School or Due Date, uh. he co-wrote and directed this, uh, and he's really he's really done something odd and brilliant in it. In that, like, he, you know, uh, Phoenix's character is not a good guy, and he can't be the good guy because he keeps doing like progressively terrible things. Like his neighbor. Uh, his neighbor's Zazie Beats, like his he when she when he sees her for the very first time, he he's kind of acts odd with her and then immediately just starts following her around. But in his mind he thinks it's like a romantic thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the film presents it that way, and you're like, 
I know this is. I know this isn't right, and yeah. the film is 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 making like him out to be the lesser of every other evil that's happening in the city, just because he's 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 like a kind of sad, lonely guy who doesn't know how to act around people. Um, do you feel sympathy for him, even as he's doing terrible things? And I was watching. I was like, I don't like how this film is making me feel at all. Yeah. Like every every aspect of it was like. Really garnering like an emotion, emotional reaction. I mean, De Niro's fantastic. It's the best like, he's think he's been since uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was wondering about the rest of them because obviously all the hype is built around Joaquin well, yeah. Phoenix mm. as Arthur Fleck, um, and then remember even at the start when I was like, people were like, is that Robert De Niro in there as mm. well? Um, and then Zazie Beat, and is it Mark Maron's Mark Maron's in, Mark in, there, well? in there? He's not. He's not in it much. Uh, at all, uh, and then the guy who I forget his name now, who who plays Thomas Wayne, he's really good. That was meant to be Alec Baldwin, but I think right. people were like, I think that might be too close to just him being Trump. So let's just <laughs> right, okay. let's just come back because in this he uh, he's super rich and he wants to clean up the city, so he wants to become a mayor. But he's actually part of the problem in Gotham yeah. at the time, so it's weird that you're on the Joker side. Yeah, in when you mm. you know after mm. what is it, eighty years. Of, of, supporting, of supporting um, Batman. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's great. It's the same person who did the score for HBO's Chernobyl. Oh, that was great. Oh, uh, so I think the they just won the Emmy for that as well. I think, I think, so. think yeah. It's fantastic as well. There's just there's a lot about it to to be impressed by. Um, but I'm never ever watching it again. <laughs> oh, Even well. watching the trailer now, I'm like, yeah, you're like, Ugh. Uh, what about you? are you looking forward oh, to? Oh, I am. But equally, Reckon for a Dream, I watched that once, and I'm still haunted by like, oh no, don't want to revisit that again. <laughs> or think about that. So definitely, that's what's going to happen with me. Equally, because I don't know, just because I love comedy, and I'm just terrified about this film seeing someone. Well, you do stand up as well. Yeah. So um, that I'm intrigued to see that scene. scene. Yeah, yeah. And that'll surely be just be like, oh yeah, that was me every night. <laughs> You're going to see a lot of yourself in this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. What about you, Paul? No, I'm really interested. In it. I love the fact no, that. No, are you going to do stand up? <laughs> oh. <laughs> me? No. You want to see a room empty real quickly? Yeah, why not? No, I love the fact that everything I've heard is they've mentioned the King of Com- Comedy because Scorsese yeah. is producing yeah. it. And that's one of my favourite Scorsese films. It's so underrated. Uh, and it's such such a subtle kind of satire. And genuinely, Phoenix is one of those actors I would watch in anything from like Buffalo Soldiers to her to like Gladiator, the Master. I don't think he's. There's always something very interesting about his performances. Her is more of a romantic comedy, but I would really reluctantly classify it as that because he's so good in it. Yeah. It's such a very strange one. But like he always brings something different to it. And like even looking at his facial contortions there. Yeah. Like like he like he's charming smile and then he just like on a dime just switches to like psychotic, so I'm really interested to see, just for just for a character piece. Never mind, take away all the comic book stuff. I'm just curious to see what he does with it. You know. Yeah, as you said, that ability that he has to just change in a split second, mm. um, and again, just purely going on the trailers, having not seen the film yet. Um, there's a couple of moments I think he's getting ready for one of his clown gigs and he's just buttoning up his shirt and he's walking along practicing his laugh. And then he just stops and just keeps, but the camera stays on him. Because you said, like, like a lot of credit obviously has to go to Todd Phillips for co-writing it and then directing it as well in terms of just making you feel that uncomfortable mm. uh, while you're watching. It, it does help that you've got one of the greatest actors uh, kind of portraying your, your lead character as well. But, and uh, the, the fact is, like, 
the character is maybe the most famous villain mm. in yes. fiction. Mm -hmm. Yes, so everybody has got that embedded yeah. already that you have a perception of what Joker mm. uh, is going to be like. And I hope DC kind of go down this route because I really like Shazam and like their stuff. Just they, not everything has to be connected. You can do these kind of different standalone, very tonally different films that are like Shazam is so different to this, which is different to Aquaman, you know. Hopefully it makes does really well. I have a feeling it will. It's got really good critical acclaim. So, yeah, keep doing some different stuff, you know. Yeah, in terms of the usual crack of, like, we've been blessed already with Heath Ledger, Jack mm. Nicholson, Cesar Romero, um, sure. all the previous kind of uh, iterations Mark of Joker. Hamill. Mark Hamill as well, of course, uh, doing the voice for the animated series. Um, so it's just like another brilliant Joker to add to the mix. Like, has yeah. anyone ever done like a bad? Jared. I'm sure there's some. Oh, oh geez, yeah. I actually forgot about that one. I just completely forgot about Suicide Squad. Okay, I think we all do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's best doing that. Yeah. yeah. But obviously, this is up there with the best of them. Uh, it is, yeah. It, it is. But like, I can't, I can't imagine, I can't imagine this ever being successfully connected to. Like say Robert Pattinson's Batman mm. movie, I just, it, it doesn't make any right. sense. Like in the same kind of world or universe. Like if they made a Batman movie of this mentality, I could just like it just it would have like I just I can't make sense <laughs> of it in my head. Like yeah. it's just it works for this, and they do some really interesting uh, psychological insights into why the Joker might become the Joker. And it was especially like ten minutes from the end, I was like, oh right, right. But like if you did have a Batman, there's a lot of like, why are you wearing leather? Mm -hmm. Why are you into bats? Yeah. Like it'll have to go deep into the psychology as much into of Batman it. as it was into into the Joker. And so like it wouldn't be no one kind of did that well in Batman Begins as well. You kind of understood where the fear came from. So, yes. Yeah, wouldn't mm. be why the leather though? <laughs> why not? All right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> At least there wasn't nipples always, this time. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's all. And a cod piece. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is true. So Jeekers, Joker, right? So out in cinemas this week. Um, you don't even need our recommendation to go and see it, but. By all accounts, do go and see it anyway. Um, yes, cannot wait mm -hmm. to see that film. Um, and going from one broken person who just wants to make everybody around them happy to another. Me? It's Joker to Judy. Oh, Rory. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is the, I don't know if it's focusing on a certain part of Judy Garland's life, uh, portrayed by Rani Zellweger here. Yeah. Um, but because uh, she, she looks the part anyway. She she does, yeah. Uh, it is set, I think, pretty much in the last year, year and a half of her career. Um, in Gotham. In Gotham, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she's trying to make ends meet in the States and she has to, uh, she has to like, leave her kids with her ex-husband, one of her ex-husbands, um, <laughs> because she can't, uh, she can't afford to even pay rent anymore. And she's offered a a gig in London where she'd be performing at a uh, the same hotel every pretty much every night for a couple of months, and she's going to get a lot of money, and then she can afford to go back and take her she's kids like back. The original Celine Dion from Do you know what I mean? Like one of those residencies where they're yes, yeah, yeah, except in London, yeah, yeah, except yeah. in London, show not Celine Dion residency, <laughs> <or> showgirls. <laughs> he always comes back. Um, so yeah, so this is all about like that that last big. Blowout of of her, of her career, uh, and it keeps going back and forth between kind of present day uh, in the film Judy and the, the the history of her, how she became the Judy that everyone knows that she is. So you see her with um, who's that really? Is it Louis Mayer? Who's that really famous early Hollywood producer? Do you remember he did? Everything? Oh, Louis B. Mayer. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, interacting with him while they're making Wizard of Oz, and he comes across this huge bully. 
Uh, and then her own mother as well is just not a nice lady towards her. Um, and how, she, you know, over the series of uh, a couple of failed marriages, she's just become this kind of broken woman who has a lot of love but doesn't really know where to put it. Uh, and she f- is like Arthur Fleck, basically. <clears throat> a little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she has she has an immense talent, but it's after her, I think, tracheotomy. So she doesn't, she can't quite mm. do what she used to be able to do anymore. Uh, but she's still trying. She, she needs that money because she loves her kids. Yeah. So that's uh, that's that's what this is about. Okay, so I'm gonna cry. Oh no, you're gonna stop <laughs> face. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, are you okay? Anybody? Right, we'll get Rory some tissues. Uh, but first, take a look at Rennie Zellweger as Judy Garland in Judy. Are you going to be all right? What if I can't do it again? Mama, Mama, are you there? Somewhere. You need to take better care of yourself. You understand. Everybody has their troubles. And I've had mine. I just want what everybody wants. I seem to have a harder time getting it. Do you take anything for depression? Four husbands. Didn't work. There's a So the thing with biopics, biopics, whatever you want to call them, whatever you're biopics, <laughs> biopics, mm. the correct term. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Biopics. Um, yeah. Whether they do that whole lifespan thing or pick out like a couple of key moments from her life, and then the next thing is like, if it is a musician, geez, sure, of course, Joaquin Phoenix did it uh, as Johnny Cash mm-hmm. mm. as well. Walk the line. You know, is it them performing themselves? Uh, Renny Zellweger would have that musical pass with Chicago. Mm. Anyway, um, I don't. Does she do your own singing in this? She does, does, yeah, she? but she does like post tracheotomy, right? Okay, singing. So she she sings and she holds the note, but you know it's not Judy at her finest. Well, is it, I don't so know if anybody's kind of going yeah. to mm. uh, to that kind of strain rating. Yeah, not grating, mm. but like. Yeah, it, like in while she's singing, you can see she's like, like it's yeah. not going well inside well, for good. her. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would describe this as Rene giving a ten out of ten performance in a five or six out of ten. Oh, film. right, okay. Um, she's phenomenal in it, and again, she probably will get an Oscar talk for it because she's she's she is really really good um, in it. Um, everything around it is just a bit like biopic by numbers there's some lovely mm. individual scenes there's one where um again just in one of the nights where she fe- she's like i've no friends and no one over here in london with me and she she leaves the theater where she's performed and there's two fans outside and they're a lovely gay couple and they're like do you want to come over for drinks and she just goes back to their house and has a sing song like in their house and they talk they end up talking about how she's become like a bit of an icon for the LGBTQ community, uh, and it's this lovely like individual scene. You're like, oh, give me more, more of, that, of that, yeah. And there's two or three more kind of scenes like that spaced throughout the film um, that are that are really really good. And I'm not gonna lie, I did cry. Well, that was gonna be my next oh, question yeah. because these types of films are always pulling on your heartstrings. Of course, it's the end of her career. Uh, everyone knows the name Judy Garland, regardless of how much you know about her. But you you know the power of 
that one song, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, mm. was just like, every time I hear that, and it just like breaks my heart. But the fact, you know, they're like, here's this, you're away from your kids, you're on your own, you have no friends, and you're pretty much dying at the end of your career, and here's Somewhere Over the Rainbow, and you're like, no! <laughs> but was it just like that combination of like, ah, oh, yeah, you've got me? Uh, yeah, like I spoke to some other people who went to see it, and they said there was like two or three. <laughs> what did you two, think of that film? <laughs> there was two or three throughout the film that, that got them. Um, but for me, there was, there was one scene in particular, and I was like, there's no way anyone is going to make it through that scene without cracking, because it is, everything about it is just a perfect storm of, you cry now! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's like that, again, it's one of those scenes where it's like, yes, I could see what, what the perfect vision of this film could have been. Um, but having said that, she's great. I would recommend seeing it just to see how great she is in it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's, it's, it's good, but it's just not like... It's best actress, but not best picture. Gotcha. What about, and Jesse Buckley, Irish actor's in there oh, as well. Oh, yeah, I forget yeah. she was yeah. in there. Yeah, she's good. She's kind of a a bit of a whiny assistant. Right. Who always has to, like, get her dressed and get her out on stage. She's not really given a whole lot to do, but even with the small amount she is, you're like, well, you're still great, even in this. Yeah. And uh, Michael Gambon is the owner of the theatre that she performs in, and he's, again, not given a lot to do, but is really good doing the amount that he has. But this is it's her film. Like it's there's no there's no second guessing that like everything has been put on Rene and her performance uh, and I think that was a clever move but I, it does suffer sometimes when you're like uh, if, if we just focused a little bit on literally anything else mm. this could have been great yeah so I presume most people will be going to see Joker this yes. week anyway but uh, I'd say there'll be a lot of people heading who like have that kind of fond memory of. Uh, of Judy Garland as well, like kind of growing up and everything. So the, maybe the Hustlers crowd will be going along to that one then anyway. I can envision my mum going... The Hustlers crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can envision my mum going and by accident going into the Joker. Just cause she <laughs> just gets mixed up in places and halfway through be like, this isn't... And you began with when Jay. When did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are her life is this? Judy Garland a sad life. Does Joaquin Phoenix sing somewhere over the rainbow at any point? I don't want to give anything away. Okay, um, fair enough. Okay. You didn't cry at it, did you? <laughs> at, at Joker? Joker, yeah. No, not no. like crying, no, but I did leave <laughs> much sadder than I was <laughs> yeah, yeah, when fair. I went in. Um, so we've got Joker and Judy both out uh, this week, so do go check them out uh, in your local Omniplex cinema. Um, and now, yeah, we, speaking of Omniplex, we do have tickets to give away. Um, so if you want to be in with the chance of winning those tickets, all you have to do is get the correct answer to this week's High Clue. Um, we did, it's one of the, the biggest reactions we've had to yeah. any competition before. Now, usually, actually, one of the biggest ones earlier this year was Avengers, obviously. Huge uh, amount of fans, but it was fierce competition for the Joker premiere tickets, uh, which have all been given out now. So, uh, if you won them, congratulations. If not... Uh, yeah, take your oil. Yeah, more competitions. Yeah. We, we will have, have we will yeah. have more competitions yeah, like coming right up. now. Um, but some of our winners. Congratulations to Stephen Morris, uh, Connor Finn, and Danny Masterson, uh, who were among our winners. So they'll all be heading to see uh, the Joker at one of its early preview screenings uh, this week. So congratulations to you. So you'll just spot people walking around mm. town. They'll be the ones who are emotional, broken wrecks, basically. Having mm. just seen the film, okay, yeah. Either uh, that or Judy, yeah. Or yeah, probably wearing clown makeup or, or seen my stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
any gigs to plug or yeah. anything? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> Be sure we could. No, okay. um, so uh, congratulations to everybody who got the correct answer from last week. So we take a quick look at it. It's <clears throat> Sully finds his tribe. Alien is full of grace. Green girl gets the blues. And in the middle line there, Alien is full of grace. Grace had a capital G as well. So the answer to this one was? Avatar. It was Avatar. Um, that makes it sound like it's no longer Avatar. <laughs> it was Avatar, but no, no it's Javatar. Um, yeah, like it's always hard to know whenever people do uh, put up the correct answers online and stuff, or one person gets it, and then this you is wonder, it. is, is everybody just, just copying? copying? Yeah. Because there was one person, they were like, uh, Avatar, 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 Avatar. Then one person was like, Guardians of the Galaxy, shit, no, Avatar. <laughs> and you're like, okay, got it. We should uh, have some dud accounts where we like say fake answers oh, and then people start randomly copying that answer. Like plant it in there? Yeah. yeah and just see who... who deviation, see if oh, anyone... But that's everyone. like whenever you were in school and you used to copy, or somebody used to copy your homework and you didn't, but you both make the same mistake. Yeah. Yeah, and like, the teacher oh, knows, they're like, gotcha. Copy my homework, but don't make it obvious and you yeah, made it obvious. So, uh, yeah, so last week's high clue was Avatar. Uh, the solution to that one, the explanation, Sully finds his tribe. Uh, Sam Worthington plays Jake Sully. Um, so just his name, Sully. It wasn't Sully Tom Hanks and it wasn't Sully John, John Goodman Lund. from Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Uh, finds his tribe. Basically, he realizes humans are crap. Uh, the Navi are way better, the big blue boys. Um, so basically, he finds his tribe. <laughs> uh, so he goes along with them. In the script, uh, yeah. big blue ones. Uh, the second line, Alien is full of grace, was a reference to Sigourney Weaver's character in it, the doctor, the scientist. Uh, her name is Grace in it. And uh, she is an alien because obviously she becomes uh, her avatar as well. But also a reference to uh, Ellen Ripley because she was the star of Alien as well. Was she? She was Rory Cash. You need to room? watch Alien and Aliens for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, and the final line, Green Girl Gets the Blues. Uh, one of the most famous green girls in cinema is Zoe Zaldana as Gamora. And in this one, she's not green, no. She gets the blues uh, as she plays Neytiri, um, uh, one of the Navi tribe as well. Plus Green Girl, because she's kind of environmentally friendly and she gets the blues and she gets sad because like they, they blow up a couple of big massive trees as well. Like so That one big tree. That one huge mm -hmm. on uh Dorset Street. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone, it's man. Gone, yeah. Um so yes, Avatar was a uh, correct answer for that one. So congratulations to everybody. For this week's high clue. <laughs> what? I was like the very localized Dublin listeners who were like, I get that. Yeah. I get that Dorset Street tree. joke. No, yeah. loads of loads of gaff fans will know uh, the tree as well. Yeah. <laughs> so many sports <sighs> reference. Welcome to the big sports. I don't like what Baz and Andrew have done to you. Okay, yeah, I don't apologize. care for it. Um, okay, so we need a syllable check on this one. It's confidential veil. Frosty can is out of sight. Napier's cuckoo. That one again is... <laughs> it sounds like I'm reading out the things that like activate the winter soldier or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like confidential veil. <laughs> Frosty Ken Must is out of sight. <laughs> <laughs> Napier's cuckoo. And for everybody who's listening, uh, the first line, confidential veil. Veil is spelt with a capital V, A, L, E. Confidential veil. Yeah. Uh, Frosty Ken is out of sight. Uh, Ken has a capital K there as well. And the final line, Napier's cuckoo. 
Uh, Napier is N-A-P-I-E-R apostrophe S. Cuckoo, like the bird. Um, I don't know what noise a cuckoo makes. <laughs> cuckoo. Is it like, cuckoo. 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 Oh, that's a cuckoo. Like the, the clock. clock. Cuckoo. Or the bird. <laughs> Which came first? <laughs> the book. Um, <laughs> so that is this. <laughs> That is uh, this week's High Clue. Yes, we do have uh, some Omniplex tickets up for grabs as well. And coming soon on next week's show, not one Will Smith, but two Will Smiths, not in person. He'll just be on the screen. It's Gemini Man, brand new release as well. What's the plural of Will Smith? Smith Eye. Will I Smith Eye. Will I Smith Eye. Will I? Will I not? Smith Eye. So, yes, we will have a sneak peek at Gemini Man coming up as well. Full out review. A full, not just a sneak peek, we'll let you appear behind the curtain as well. Mm. Anything else? Sorry, do you want to plug stand-up gig? No, it was just because we were talking about the Joker and stand-up and then we were talking... I know, but like, I mean, it's just... Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just okay, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You come to the end of the show. <laughs> we have come to the end of the show. Everyone say, jai jai. <laughs> no? Paul liked it. That doesn't mean a lot. Okay, please... <laughs> <laughs> Please subscribe to the show and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. What's, I wonder what's, what what's next week's letter? letter be? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's a number. Oh, oh. a color. I guess everyone else just have to. Gemini. It's, it's it. going to be a horoscope. <gasps> he plays Agent J in Men in Black. It all comes back. Boom. <laughs> Someone has to clean that. You're listening to the Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass. <laughs>